Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I am so happy and grateful to have Trez with us today, who is a business and executive coach, transformational consultant, spiritual teacher, healer, trainer, and author. She has worked with thousands of clients dedicating over 30 years to empowering men and women to live a life by design. Whether your desire is to create more money, time, freedom, a fulfilling career, better relationships, health, a lifestyle you love, or all the above, she can show you a simple proven system of unlocking the power within you to create anything you desire. Trez has put together the most cutting edge program for breakthrough results you simply cannot find anywhere else. Trez, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited. This is, this is incredible. Thank you. Yeah, me too. This is, I am so grateful that you've made the time available to share with us today. And I think that something that's really on people's minds right now is opportunities. I've, I've had a lot of people on here that talk about opportunities. I've had a lot of people write in talking about opportunities. Where are the opportunities? What opportunities are there? Some people might be in that place where they feel so frustrated with anything that they're literally sitting here watching or listening arms folded going oh if i hear one more thing about opportunities i'm gonna puke (laughs) but there are opportunities out there and 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 opportunities may not just be limited to job or financial they may be in a much greater capacity in that can you talk a little bit about the opportunities that you're seeing Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, I know we're in interesting times right now, but it's really not anything unique. My feeling is, is if you're a living, breathing human being, you're going to hit some sort of adversity every three months. If you think about it, if you go back throughout your life, there's always, you know, every three months, something happens. It just kind of shakes you up out of your core, out of your foundation. And it's a way of getting our attention. Way of getting our attention. And my feeling is adversity doesn't discriminate. You know, if you, if you are alive, you're going to have to deal with tough times, you know, stuff happens, right? We're, and, and when we're not, when we, when we acknowledge it, and when we expect it, and we're ready for it, then we don't look at it as something that's going to knock us down and keep us to the ground. And, um, you know, we're, we're in a, a crisis right now. And I love the Japanese word for crisis, which is actually two words or two symbols. It's danger and opportunity. Hmm. So whenever adversity happens, when something, you know, shifts our core, we don't deny the danger. You know, so we look at it. We look at it head on. You know, we take inventory. We, we take perspective. We look for solutions. Um, we, we take care of, you know, the emergency stuff, you know, it's a little bit of triage, but then we also look at what are the opportunities and the, and there's always opportunities there. There's always blessings. And when we focus our perspective on that, we can look at why is this opportunity here for me? What is what if, what am I, what's calling me to become greater? You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent. I'm a big studier of the hero's journey. And I think we're always uh, given opportunities to step into our own hero's journey, which is to build the muscles, to build the strength, to build the qualities within us that are already inherent in us. We already have those qualities, but we've never really been given an opportunity to flex those muscles. 
So with opportunities, whenever I look at something, you know, I ask myself, it, there's a number of questions I ask myself. And I think one of the most powerful questions that I ask myself and my clients is, if this were to last forever, if this was your new norm, if this is how you were, if this is how life is now going to become, what quality within you would need to emerge, would need to step up in, you would need to step up into for this to be okay in your life. And when you can find that answer, that's where the gift is. That's where the strength is. That's where you develop new muscles that you will never ever, that will never ever leave you. And now in the future, you have that available to you. So when you look at opportunities, it's, you know, there are just so many questions. Again, it's, it's what, what can I do? What is here trying to emerge? What gifts, what blessings, even during this time, I mean, if I could write down pages and pages of blessings. Hmm. And, um, and I think if we all took that time, then we would learn the lessons and, and, and the lessons in life wouldn't be as harsh. You know, we've all heard of the, the little, you know, whisper, you know, hey, Trez, you know, here's an opportunity to, to become better, to learn more. And if I ignore that, you know, I'm going to start to get a tap. And if I ignore that, I'm going to get a two by four to the head. And if I ignore that, I'm going to be knocked down on my, on my bottom. And um, when we immediately go to look, looking for the opportunity, then life doesn't hit us as strong. It's not that things don't happen anymore. But when it does happen, you immediately go into what I call curiosity. It's, hmm, what's going on here? This is interesting. And, and it gives you a new perspective on life. Like you look at things, even things that are not um, going your way or you would prefer not to have in your life, kind of an excitement. You know, it's like, what's going on here? You know, what, what's trying to emerge? And I tell you, when you get those answers for yourself, the life stuff flips around very quickly, very quickly. Mm -hmm. I had a client who was, you know, all of a sudden things just fell apart with his business. And um, so we had to, we had to, we had to pivot his mindset and really get quickly get into, okay, what is this showing you? What are the opportunities here? And when we dove deep, it was like the next day, everything turned around. And that's how quickly things can shift for us. You don't have to sit in the mud. And um, it does take some time. It takes, it takes um, all of those past opportunities where we've been knocked down and we've gotten ourselves up. We start to get ourselves up a lot quicker. You know, you, I, I recognize while you're doing this, you do something really extraordinary. And I don't necessarily hear people do this as much. I don't hear you make statements, but I hear you invite questions. And I think a lot of people might get stuck sometimes in their business and their life and their relationship because they just settle for thinking statements. It's, it's, and a lot of times those might be recycled statements they hear from someone else or a third party source. Statement like, my relationship sucks. I'm not happy. My business isn't working. I, I got laid off versus and so when we make a statement right there's an absolute it kills off the possibility that there's no other other opportunity and i hear you asking questions mm -hmm. why do you think that more people they don't ask the questions do they just is it as simple as they don't know how or they don't know what's available why what what is it that inhibits us from asking those questions 
I love that question. (laughs) That's a great (laughs) question. And I really do feel it's it's a program and it's been embedded in us since we were young. It's, you know, anything happened and someone gave us an answer and there's only one answer. There's only one way. I mean, you talk about the education system, listening to our parents, doing the right thing. There's always one way. We weren't really invited to explore and find our own truth and find our own answers because within all of us, we already know. We know what's meant for us. We know where to go. We know what to do. We know what what our life is about. Uh, But we're looking outside of us because we've been taught that the answer is outside of us. So we're looking for the one magic pill that someone can give me that will make my life make sense versus going inward and, and knowing that all the answers are in here. All the strength is in here. All the opportunities, the blessings, the the, the elixir, the magic pill is within me. I don't have to go outwards. You know, it's like, it's like going back to the Wizard of Oz. I mean, it's Dorothy had the shoes. It was within her all the time. And um, we aren't taught that. We're taught that there's somebody out there that has an answer, that somebody out there has that, that statement that will, that will make everything make sense. So it is a, a shift in perspective, and it is a, a, a shift in, in, in view and focus and coming back to ourselves and trusting ourselves and being able to sit with that discomfort too, because sometimes the, the answers aren't always going to appear immediately. When we ask, you know, our immediate response is going to go to our memory. You know, so if I ask, you know, why did I lose my job? You know, I'm going to go back to my, to my memory and, and go back to all the times where I screwed up. Well, it's because you were this or you were too young or in, inexperienced or, you know, all of that stuff. And so I need to be able to sit with it beyond that memory that just shows me all of my limitations and the places I failed and to be able to sit with this and say, okay, well, what is the true blessing? I had a, I had a call with, um, uh, I was doing laser coaching, just that was my gift to people and uh, people who were struggling. And um, I had one gentleman take me up on it and in our conversation in 10 minutes, he was like, he doesn't even love his job. And, and so it was in the questioning where he got to the point where, okay, so because he was distraught over losing his job and stressed and all kinds of things were coming up. And um, 10 minutes in, he's like, I don't even love what I do. And it's the first time he admitted it out loud. So being able to sit with that discomfort to get to get to to the true answer. And then now he can do something about that. Now that he knows he got the answer of this isn't even where I'm supposed to be. Now he got some very clear answers of what his next steps were. And he's well on his way to to creating the life that he loves that is in alignment with his purpose and his 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 passion and that is going to support his family in, in an even bigger way so um the the long answer to your question is yeah we're just we're just taught we're taught that we don't know but we really do we really do in my work with my clients i'm not here to impart anything that they don't already know i'm just here to create a space for them to access that power within them and the answers within them and, and it takes practice. It takes practice. Gosh, that's so true. As you, as you were talking, I can remember, I had vivid memories popping up of being told that this was, the only, this was the only answer in school, that this was the wrong interpretation. I mean, our very nature of things, right, is, is it's a right or wrong system. 
you get a good grade if you got the right answer, you get a bad grade if you got the wrong answer. And we kind of adopt that psychology going forward. We get a good marriage if we adopt the right person. We get a bad marriage if we adopt the wrong person. There's no really creative problem solving that comes through there with that. With somebody developing it, so understanding that it's a program, how do we begin to develop a conditioning program, perhaps, to start to challenge those narratives, those those dogma, that dogma, if you will, that we've adopted, that we've been taught? How do we, how do we develop? I don't know if it, if we develop a routine, if we develop a daily practice of being able to challenge that, so that we start to start to find those those opportunities. Because it's what I'm really hearing is that there's opportunities. That questions lead to opportunities or that opportunities live on the other side of your question. But for us to get there, we have to start asking the questions first. So how do we start to develop that practice? You know what? It's exactly that. It's like those minute by minute questions. And, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times it breaks my heart because I, I tend to work with a lot of women. I can't tell you how many times I've um, asked women, like, what would you love? You know, what, what brings you joy? What's fun? And they have no clue. They have no idea. Breaks my heart. How do you not know? It's because you've mm -hmm. been going through the motions, taking care of everybody else and making sure that they're okay and really disconnecting from yourself. So it starts with those minute by minute questions. I mean, it's like you're going to have dinner. Well, what would I love? Not, you know, what's, what does everybody else want? It's like, what am I really feeling like? And you sit and you sit back and you ask yourself and you kind of, you know, see what comes up. You know, you, you, um, you go through your day and you're trying to plan a movie, you know, to watch. It's like, what movie would really excite me right now? What type of movie? You know, you're reading a book. What would I love? You know, what book would I love to, to read? What, um, who would I love to talk with right now? Not, you know, just randomly picking up the phone whenever somebody else you know, calls. It's like, who would I really love to talk with? So it's all those minute by minute questions where you ask yourself, you know, you're, you're putting on an outfit. You don't just, you know, haphazardly pull something out of your closet. It's like, what would, what would make me feel good wearing right now? What color would I love to wear? So those questions really start to fine tune just your, your ability to ask. And part of you that, that is like, wait, what? She actually cares. <laughs> She's listening to me. He's listening to me. And, and now you open that channel of communication with yourself, with your heart, with your body. I mean, so many, you know, I've, 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 full transparency, I've struggled with weight my whole life. I've been 100 pounds over, um, heavier. And so, and, and when I was 100 pounds heavier, I was completely disconnected from my body. And that, um, and not knowing when I was hungry, what I wanted to eat. You know, I ate because it was time to eat. And so, excuse me. Um, and so, reconnecting, reconnecting with our body, reconnecting with our heart, reconnecting with our soul. And when you start to give yourself a voice, and your body and your soul, your heart realizes, wow, she's actually listening. He's actually listening. Now you get the, the downloads. Now you get the information. Now you get the, the information that's connected to your true purpose in life. Because when you're listening to what brings you joy and what brings you happiness, then you get connected to that higher part of you that knows what your purpose is.
and you start to get downloaded with the dreams, with the path, with, with the GPS system that says, turn left here because there's something over there that is meant for you, for your higher self. Turn right here. And, um, and, that, and that's where, you know, when you could just live life and have life move through you and be that co-creator in life, life becomes magical. Life truly becomes magical. Then no matter what happens, I mean, I, years ago, my, my car stalled. I, had a, I was driving a Jeep and I'm in the middle lane, rush hour traffic, like 7.15 in the morning. And all of a sudden I'm pressing the gas and it's not going. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like curious, like, hmm, I wonder what's going on. And I could have been stressed. I could have been panicky. You know, I was late for a meet, not late, but I, I had a meeting that I had to go to. I was going to be late. And um, it's, it's just, I, I was in that mode of questioning and curiosity where everything was just happening through me. And it was just a beautiful experience. And so you have those, no matter what happens in life, no matter, you know, when the rugs pulled out from underneath you or you're knocked off your horse, you, um, you know, you, you could experience the emotions of it. And I'm not saying deny, um, you know, if stuff's hitting the fan, don't pretend, oh, everything's wonderful. But you, um, you, you, you step back and you look at, oh, well, what's happening here? So reconnecting with yourself is really just as simple as just starting to ask yourself those daily questions. You know, I've got a, a, an L-shaped sofa and I ask myself, well, which side would I love to sit on today? <laughs> and, and that, again, that just gets me in touch with what, what makes me feel good. Because what makes you feel good is what you're meant to be doing. And so I want to connect with that. I want to play with that, what's happening here for a little bit, because I think there's a really incredible opportunity for learning. Right now, at the time of this recording, it's uh, May 5th, 2020. So we're in the kind of middle of the COVID-19 lockdown, coronavirus, quarantine, shelter in place, whatever we're calling it. And when I hear what's happening right now, that question, many people may respond saying, well, what's happening right now is my job's been lost, my business is closed. I've been spending too much time in a relationship I realized I'm not really happy in. I've had to lay off 100 employees. You know, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to keep the doors open. So there's these very uh, tangible things happening right now that we may not. The, the challenge with that is, right, is, is, is it's almost like we've decided that what's happening right now, it's almost said in a way that there's not hope or there's not possibility beyond that. So I guess the question is, is somebody's, somebody's willing to play in this space? They're willing to ask the questions. They're, they're holding in the space that on the other side of their questions, there's opportunities. They ask the question, what's happening right now? But what's happening right now is staring them in the face is there's this huge challenge to this business, a huge challenge to the relationship, a huge challenge to their life. Maybe somebody has cancer or something like that. How does that person get from a one reality or two realities that they may be facing into that space of finding the possibility, finding the blessing, even amidst the the adversity that they're facing. And I love that you, you noted that in the beginning, adversity doesn't discriminate. And 
I, I absolutely love that. And when we're in the middle of our own adversity, we may not necessarily remember it. And oftentimes we feel like adversity does discriminate because I'm the only one going through this and nobody else can relate to it. So that person who's confronting that right now or those people who are in those kinds of dynamics, how do they, how do they both acknowledge what's happening, but then take those steps to find those opportunities to create those possibilities for themselves? Yeah, great question. Um, so yes, you're right. Adversity doesn't just star of our own movie. It's kind of like being in a dream. It's everything's happening around you, but you're really the center. And, and, and when you're aware enough, you could shift things. You could shift things. So all of us are, are in our own experience. You know, I read a great, a great quote off of Facebook. Um, lots of great quotes on there, right? <laughs> and it was a whole thing about how we're not all in the same boat. Everybody's experiencing something completely different. For some, they're making money. For some, they're losing money. For some, they're working overtime. For some, they're losing their jobs. So we do have to come back to our own life and our own experience and our own center and know that whatever is happening is really happening in order to allow me to, to grow. It's my personal call for adventure. It's my personal call for being coming greater. So when someone is going through any kind of adversity, I mean, you know, I, again, I, there's, there's a myriad of questions and, and I love to, you know, I, I, it's easier for me to work with specifics, but let's say someone is, is losing their job. Okay, so let's look at every, number one, take inventory. There's always, you have to take inventory first of what's going on. Okay, there, you know, perhaps the money is tight, perhaps, you know, family relationships are tight. And what can you do about that in this moment? And so you do access the, the gifts, the powers that you already have, the things that you've already put in place to address that. And so, okay, can I, can I get a loan? Can I apply for unemployment? Can I start looking for a job? Can I sit down with my spouse? Can I talk with my children? Can I, um, you know, readjust in any way? So there is obviously a, a, a triage opportunity and uh, taking care of things. And then as you start to step in, you start to look at, okay, well, what is this showing me? So let's say I'm having to reshuffle my funds and perhaps it's showing me that I don't have enough in my savings account. And so there's an opportunity right there to make a decision because everything starts with a decision that from in the future that I will have this much amount of money set aside in the future and then make that a commitment to yourself. It may not be something you can jump into now, but just in that decision alone, which you know, for some, this may be the only reason this is showing up for them is because they've been flying by the seat of their pants, living paycheck to paycheck, living a discomfort life. Um, but it's, it's that known discomfort. They're always kind of struggling, you know, but they're comfortable with it. And perhaps their higher self is saying no more. You know, why are you, why are you, you know, stressing for the end of the month, you know, always being a day late, a dollar short. So there's an opportunity there to make a decision of, I'm going to start religiously to put 10%, 20% away and not touch it. And um, so that may be an opportunity there. Like I said, for my other client is to really be clear that this isn't what he loves. And when he made that decision and, and, and decided to open up to what he loves, all of a sudden, three opportunities in his passion opened up for him. Mm -hmm. So that's how quickly things can turn around. 
that's how quickly things can turn around. You know, when someone is met with a diagnosis that is, is heartbreaking, or perhaps there's a, 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 a dire prognosis. Um, I don't believe in prognosis. I don't believe in um, death sentences, but there's an opportunity to, okay, you know, I have cancer, perhaps, you know, definitely see the doctor, triage, you know, do what needs to happen. And then look at, okay, where am I holding on to cancerous thoughts? Where am I holding on to cancerous feelings? How can I clear that? What can I let go of? How can I grow? Because it's not that, you know, I'm not going to say this is all going to save your life, but, but the end of life isn't really the end. I mean, I know we can, we can go down a whole rabbit hole there, but um, this could probably be the beautiful end of your life is where you really leave this body having healed and cleared so much. But again, best case scenario is you completely heal your body and um, by letting go of all of those, of those toxins. Um, for some, you know, she, I, I know someone who broke her back and it's for the first time she had to just sit and do nothing. And so being able to invite that support and that help because she's so used to taking care of everybody else versus stepping back and why me, poor me, I'm miserable. You know, you, you miss everything. And then life has to show you the lessons another way. <laughs> but, you know, I'd rather not go through as much pain yeah. as, as, you know, if, if I can if I learn my lesson now, then, you know, I don't have to deal with it, you know, in, in a bigger way. So there's always, there's always, um, a, a, again, an ability within us to unravel and uncover because I, I do truly believe that we are co-creators in our life, that we are in charge of our life, that we can, um, we can decide the type of life we want and move in that direction. And, 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 and I'll be honest with you, um, you know, it's like my work with my clients always comes with a disclaimer. Um, when you say you want a life, you know, just be prepared for your life to be shaken up a little bit, because sometimes it's the only way to to get pulled out of our ordinary mundane mundane life. So be prepared. You know, again, going back to the hero's journey, it's like we're we're being shaken out of our ordinary life that, on some level, is not making us happy, but it's that comfortable discomfort that we're used to, and we have that call to adventure and. When you can heed that whisper towards adventure and we just say yes and we're open and we're excited and we're, we're, um, we're ready to take the steps, not knowing everything that's going to happen, you know, because some of us will wait until we've got it all figured out before we take a step and that, and that life's not going to help, life's not going to support you in that, <laughs> you know, it's like we have to take that step with faith. And then all of a sudden the next step shows up for us. So heeding that call to adventure, um, the, the more we say yes to our own adventure, our own evolution, our own dreams in our heart, the easier um, life, life, life shows us. Trezor, we just have time for one final question. And I'll ask you with this. <clears throat> I think right now there are people watching and listening who 
they are, their heart is open. They are considering possibilities instead of problems. They're asking questions instead of making statements. And they're looking for a next step. What is the step that if they could take any step right now, as soon as we finish, they click off of here and they put action behind it. What is the most important step they could take right now to put momentum behind what you've shared today? Oh, I love that. I love that. I would say, can I do two steps? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say number one, ask those questions. And, and probably the first one is if this were to last forever, what, what is required of me to be okay with this? What is, what is pulling me forward? And then ask yourself, what is one step I can take in that direction? It's perfect. And then do it within five minutes. Love that. Everyone rewatch, re-listen, write some notes, write some more notes write down some questions. There is so much wonderful wisdom and tidbits here about not only how to navigate through adversity, which does not discriminate, but how to live a great life. I love the notion of linking adversity to the hero's journey. You know, you think about it, I'm a big Marvel superhero fan and all those kind of movies. And the, the formula is always the same, right? The hero grows up, they overcome some sort of, they have an adversity early on, they overcome it, they become the hero. And then inevitably when they seem like they're on top of the world, Adversity hits them again, and they have the impossible mountain to climb. But yet something always compels them to climb. And when they do reach the top, which they always do, they find that the view from the top is always much sweeter because they've learned something along the way. You know, this is, as, as Trez was sharing, I had the image of Tony Stark and Iron Man and his evolution of the hero growing from the arrogant, egotistical me, me, me to being willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for everyone else. If that's not the hero journey in a nutshell, what is? And perhaps we don't have to sacrifice ourselves to save the rest of the world. But what we can do is we can sacrifice some of the stories we've been telling ourselves, some of the statements we've been made at the opportunity to start asking some questions and inviting in new possibilities. I love the idea that you can listen in closely. And once you start doing that, look at the notion of if this was going to be the new normal. What would you need to be okay with this? What might you need to be thriving through this? Who might that be? What would you want around you? And, and really consider those questions. We have been robbed and programmed our whole life to settle for and make statements and accept truths. Whether it was our parents first telling us that there was, this was the right way to do it and your family had to believe this, or it was our teachers telling us that this is what this means and there was nothing else. If your life, your business, your relationship, whatever it is, is not where you want it to be, instead of settling for statements, ask questions. Rewiring your thinking begins with rewiring the potential for the possibility of something far greater. And as Trez said, you've already known deep down all along. It's been in your heart. It's shown up here and there. You already know that you're perfect and you're ready to go. Now it's time for you to emerge as a co-creator. No longer is it about sitting shotgun and letting somebody else drive. It's your time to take the wheel. Trez, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. This has been an absolute blessing. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been an honor for me to be here with you and have this conversation. Absolutely. We will see you next time, everyone, on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to